The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Beware of men. We will hand you over to Sanhedrins and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the pagans. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how to speak or what to say. What you are to say will be given you when the time comes, because it is not you who will be speaking. The spirit of your father will be speaking in you. Brother will betray brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all men on account of my name. But the man who stands firm to the end will be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate the birth of Saint Stephen into eternity today. Yesterday we celebrated the birth of the Saviour in our world. And today, the birth of his first martyr, the proto-martyr. We can say birth because Stephen now rejoices in the presence of God and he has eternal life. The birth of the Savior was a consequence of his love for us. It is out of love he came into our world to save us. Stephen was born as a consequence of love. That is, he loved God above all things. He loved the incarnate word. And for the sake of the incarnate word, he loved his neighbor as himself. How did he manifest that love? Through the practice of the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Stephen was a deacon chosen by the early church so that the apostles could continue to preach the word. Stephen was to minister to the needs of the faithful, in particular the widows. Stephen was one of the seven um, deacons who were, ch was, who were chosen. And so he practiced the corporal works of mercy, feeding the hungry and drink to the thirsty and the naked he clothed, and so on, visiting those who were in prison, because at the time there were many Christians in prison because they believed and would not um, conform, they would not deny the Lord, and so the corporal works of mercy were an integral part of his vocation. 
But there are also the seven spiritual works of mercy. And these also Stephen did not shy away from. And so he began by instructing the ignorant. Again, a work of the deacons. But he was not content just with this. We can have no doubt that he counseled the doubtful. But the one that, that won him the crown of glory, the most difficult of the spiritual works of mercy, he admonished the sinners. And so he boldly stood up and spoke to the Sanhedrin and to the Jews in general, telling them that what they had done was nothing other than to crucify the King of Glory, the Incarnate Word. They had rejected God. They had proved as unfaithful as their ancestors. And so he admonished the sinner. He told them what their sin was plainly and clearly. Not out of malice, not out of self-righteousness, far from it but because their salvation was at stake and he did not want the blood of the incarnate word to be lost on their account. On the contrary, he desired their salvation. And so speaking out, he was, as we heard in the first reading, he was taken outside of the city and stoned to death. We were told that one of the witnesses was a young man named Saul who entirely approved of the killing. Our Lord, as we heard in the Gospel, had foretold to his disciples, and this right at the beginning when he had chosen them, he told them the kind of, of um, reception they should expect. He put them and he puts us on our guard. Beware of men. They will hand you over to Sahendrins and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before kings and governors for my sake. All that we suffer, because we are Christians, we suffer for Christ's sake. So that we might bear witness. The Lord goes on. They will hand you over, but do not worry about how to speak or what to say. That is, the content of our defense is not something we should be concerned about, nor even how we deliver it. Because if we are filled with the kind of love that Christ expects of us and, and Stephen has shown, then the Spirit will speak within us. But then he goes even further. Whilst it is difficult to bear the enmity of the world, of strangers, it is much more difficult to bear the hatred of our relatives, those for whom we have affection. But the Lord tells us that even relatives must be um, forsaken if it means they will separate us from him who is the incarnate word and who has come for our salvation. Brother will betray brother to death, a father his child. So even the natural love within the family can be fractured because of the love we have for Christ. Children who rise up against their parents and have them put to death 
So we see that even the commandments will have no effect in, within family relationships if there isn't a common love for Christ. You will be hated by all men on my account. Why then should we be afraid not to witness, to testify for Christ? He's told us that if we do, we'll be hated by all men. What do we care if we're hated by all if we have the love of Christ? It should make no difference to us. But the man who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is what really matters. And so the Lord counsels us to have perseverance. Despite the hatred that we experience, we hold fast to Christ, who is the only anchor and hope of our salvation. That is what our salvation depends on. So the defense we make for our faith and so on is the work of the Holy Spirit. But what is required of us is perseverance, fidelity to the end. And this, Stephen, shows to a remarkable degree. He remained faithful to the end. But more than that, he was so conformed to Christ that when he was brought outside the city and when the stoning begins, he uses the last words, word of our Lord on the cross. Our Lord had said, Father, receive my spirit. Whereas the Lord spoke to his father, Stephen speaks to the Lord. For the Lord Jesus had begotten him in baptism. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he speaks the first word that our Lord spoke from the cross. Our Lord had said, Father, do not hold this sin against them. Stephen says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. So as our Lord's relationship is made clear from his words on the cross, so is Stephen's relationship made clear to the Lord Jesus as he's been stoned. And the same, of course, applies to us. Constantly, we should ask the Lord to receive our spirit, that we might persevere to the end. And indeed, for those who persecute us, we need to remember that what they are in fact doing is preparing for us a crown of glory. In Stephen's prayer, of which, which is one of forgiveness for the sin, he prayed for each and every one of those who had condemned him unjustly to death, including and perhaps especially Saul, who had proved such a terrible enemy of Christ and of the church. And so the blood of Stephen brings about or contributes towards the salvation, the conversion of Saul, who becomes Paul. And Paul becomes the great defender, the great promoter of the same faith he had once tried to destroy. And so today, Stephen and Paul rejoice happily. They have forgotten the incident, or rather, perhaps they, in, they rejoice because of this incident where um, Saul was the instrument by which Stephen was crowned with eternal glory. 
and by which Saul was converted so that he might enjoy eternal glory. Whatever it is, they both rejoice in the presence of the incarnate word who came into this world out of love for us so that we might enjoy his glory. May we persevere to the end and so win for ourselves also the crown of righteousness, eternal glory and love. In the name of the Father, the Son and of the Holy Spirit.